नमस्ते टुडे इज थर्टीएथ मार्च एंड वी कंटिन्यू आर सीरीज ऑन प्रेयर्स एंड मेडिटेशंस द प्रेयर दैट वी आर गोइंग टू रीड टुडे प्रेयर ऑफ जून एटीनथ नाइनटीन थर्टीन इट शोज अस द रूट कॉज ऑफ ऑल सफरिंग एंड मिजरी एंड द वे आउट ऑफ इट what we do normally is we try to catch at the surface causes the outer causes and then we try to get over one cause then another misery comes then we try to get over another cause another misery comes so we live as if in a perpetual uh, misery of one kind or the other as the scriptures say there are various kinds of misery there is physical misery which is very much uh, seen visible tangible concrete hits the senses there is a psychological misery a psychological suffering as i was mentioning yesterday people think that poor are in misery well they are in misery no doubt about it but equally the rich are in misery now imagine uh, a mind full of fear full of suspicion full of doubt full of jealousies full of greed full of ambition what kind of misery is this we remember the story of shurbindo in bangla swapna a dream where hari mohan he asks shri krishna this is a long story i have several times spoken about it it is part of the bengali writings with those who want to look into it where he is wondering that why god has made me so poor whereas in front of him there is teen kodi seal who is a very rich man super rich and why this kind of injustice unfairness and then he he is contemplating ruminating like that and krishna appears and he tells him that well you have a complaint a grievance and i am here you can tie me up and beat me if you like but then of course he realizes and then he you know offers his complaint to the lord and the lord reveals to him the inner world of teen kodi seal so there is a misery which is visible and tangible and there is another misery which we experience quietly inside misery of emotions misery of thought a, an atmosphere that we create our, around ourselves and the mother speaks of this atmosphere several times she says we carry our own atmosphere so we may be moving through a place which is full of uh, fear panic um, all kinds of things but she says if you carry around you an atmosphere of positivity of goodwill of cheerfulness of a luminous trust in the divine of peace of gratitude then we are protected even as we move through all kinds of things of course if there is a yogi he is not only carries his own atmosphere but spreads this atmosphere all around and neutralizes in a way all that is full of fear gloom depression and all these things that uh, you know um, attack us from every side so what is the root of this misery the root of all misery according to our spiritual understanding uh, not only of madhreshwar bindu but all spiritual understanding the root causes misery uh, the root causes ignorance so we often blame it on karma but if we look into karma even things like greed uh, possessiveness jealousies all these are because of ignorance at a physical level also it is because of ignorance because we don't understand the laws of matter we don't understand how our body operates not just materially but even there are other dimensions of the body how our thoughts and feelings have an impact upon the body how our spiritual consciousness has an impact upon the body because we are ignorant of all these subtle laws 
and above all the eternal law of truth that's why the consequence is suffering now this suffering also is not a punishment really but it's a means to one need matter it's like you know we are preparing a draw so it is a means of reminding us that look whatever we may have gained is imperfect whatever we may have arrived or achieved is imperfect you see humanity sometime back what arrogance about possessing nuclear bombs what arrogance about uh, wealth and everything but we know that all this cannot save us against a single virus a small little virus comes to teach us the uh, the lesson of humility so this is one one way to look at the whole thing and the second thing when we look at it that this ignorance about the eternal law the law of truth which is about the unfolding of truth in our life so when we don't know that then we suffer so it is this ignorance which is the root of all misery and karma inner states attitude they are mechanisms uh, which come into existence and this suffering comes to remind us that there is something uh, beautiful a way out a a true inner way a way worthy of being human but when we don't learn the lesson then we only change circumstances we change the nature of suffering we change one malady for another we skip from one disease to another but the root cause remains unchallenged and uh, unconquered so in this prayer we see something very beautiful it's a short prayer but a very powerful prayer june 18th 1913 she first gives us the remedy and then she gives us the cure and then she gives us the cause to turn towards the unite with the live in the and for the is supreme happiness unmixed joy immutable peace it is to breathe infinity to soar in eternity no longer feel one's limits escape from time and space so she is giving us the perfect recipe which will help us free us liberate us release us from all kinds of miseries and sufferings including physical suffering so what we should we do when we encounter any kind of suffering we should find that inner door but the interesting part is she is first giving us the remedy and then the cause so why is she doing that the reason is that if we have not practiced it every day in our life then when the actual moment comes the moment of crisis then we won't be able to practice it it is like everybody knows uh, i mean shurbindo was asked that uh, is it true that when dying we take the name of god and we are liberated so shurbindo reminds him that well it works only if you remember the other couplet of the gita which goes with it that therefore o arjuna remember me at all times and fight this great battle of life otherwise when we are on the death bed when we are confronted with real challenges we will not remember uh, you know the divine or we'll be too restless and agitated to go inside uh, we'll have a crisis of doubt a crisis of faith uh, therefore this is something we have to practice every day and what we have to practice every day to turn towards the divine to turn towards the 
unite with thee not only turn towards the divine see that there is a difference so in religions also we are taught to turn to god but in indian religion indian thought the beauty is that we can not only turn towards god we can become one with the divine a part and parcel of the divine a portion of the divine this is something unique that's why there is yoga so religion in india is not a belief system it is not about some rituals about practicing some uh, external forms of worship well one can do it one can need not do it it all depends but the core of indian thought indian religious thought and spiritual thought is that god dwells within us god dwells within all creatures and it is given to man the exceptional and rare privilege that of all the creatures man alone can unite with god and this is what makes us special not our intelligence not our um, pride and arrogance and vain uh, sense of uh, possessing so much wealth and holding a particular position none of these things is really relevant there are many qualities which are much better in animals we see that you know animals can even defend themselves against various kinds of diseases forces of nature etc much better than man they even some of them have excellent qualities like dog has so much faithfulness and loyalty uh, horses they are known to be so loyal elephants are intelligent and they can understand the deep emotions in their own herd Uh, they can really do they do a lot to save their own community so there are such beautiful things in the animal world what they lack is this this ability of man because of the presence of the psychic individualized psychic being in, in him that he can find god and finding unite with him so she reminds us to turn towards the unite with thee having united the third is live in thee and for thee so it's not enough just to unite in some part with the divine but to live for the divine everything that we do every action every thought every feelings all energies must become part and parcel of the divine service and when we do it what do we get in return people want oh if i turn to god what will i get will i get more money will i get success will i get material gains will i look after my family well all these are very very petty things it's like going to a uh, you know a king and telling him that you know i want just about few pennies and the king would say this you could have asked from my even my servant would be able to give you this much so when we go to the lord of lords what is it that he will give us he will give us that which no wealth can buy even if we were to give all our wealth to buy a moment of peace and happiness we cannot you know there are story um, the famous story of babar who um, whose son was on deathbed and he didn't know what to do he said i am willing to give all my riches if somebody can save him but no physician could and he was told that there are in india mystics and sufis if you go there one of the saints by his power he may be able to save him and so he goes undertakes the journey and indeed his son is saved and babar dies he takes upon that destiny on to himself so this is the uh, consciousness in which we have to rise this is the understanding in which we have to rise that what the divine will give us is something which we are trying to find through all these outer means but actually we never quite find even if we find it slips away we know that in this world we find a happiness how soon it is lost how precariously it is held and of peace we need not speak 
live for thee live in thee and for thee is supreme happiness unmixed joy it's not a joy which is troubled with sorrow unmixed joy immutable peace it's a peace that nobody can ever take away it is to breathe infinity there are no limits and boundaries to soar in eternity the thread of time which harasses us what's going to happen next moment what is going to happen 3 months 6 months 1 year down the line all these kind of thoughts that harass humanity and make make us anxious needlessly all that stops harassing us because we begin to live in the sense of the eternal it's a great great relief uh, once uh, you know so many examples when mother was asked that mother your paintings in leo uh, they are so wonderful and you know we want to get them um, it it is such a loss uh, to everyone then mother said no need to make effort in that direction and then she adds my child will live in eternity so it is not that oh uh, immediately i want something or in the long run i want something who will give me the assurance of what's going to happen after 3 months 6 months 1 year well no amount of mental calculation can give it but one thing is for sure that if we live in the eternal whether it's a difficult moment or an easy moment whether it's a moment of crisis or whether it's a smooth sailing we will always be happy you know this living in the sense of eternal reminds me of a story of a husband and wife who are going on a boat and suddenly the husband is a warrior carrying a sword and suddenly you know there is a big storm and the storm comes and the wife gets the lady gets very troubled she doesn't know what's going to happen and then she sees the man sitting very calmly looking at the storm so after some time she says what kind of a person are you aren't you troubled by all this are you not feeling anxious are you not supposed to do something so he hears all these uh, complaints and laments Uh, and worries and then suddenly takes out his, his sword and keeps it on his wife's throat and the wife begins to laugh and say what are you doing so he says aren't you afraid she says no and he asks why he says because you are my husband you love me why would you kill me and then he says that is the answer i know that behind all these storms of life there is the divine presence and he loves us and if he loves us he will take care of us whether in life or in death whether through the storm through the mahabharata or when we are peacefully sitting quietly in our house he will take care so this is the liberation that comes which he describes as supreme happiness unmixed joy immutable peace it is to breathe infinity to soar in eternity no longer feel one's limits escape from time and space and this is a very simple beautiful meditation which one can do whenever we are harassed by the tread of time whenever we feel that a particular moment or a, or an year or a period of time is weighing very heavily we can just imagine the endlessness of time and the boundlessness of space even if we imagine just billions and billions of stars and galaxies moving and whirling in space if we look at the vast passage of time right from if we take as 0.020 billion years through which earth has moved and evolved even just the earthly time and what is this this is a moment in eternity you know people who are right now getting so much troubled by all that is happening just imagine what happened during 
in 1940 in 1347 during the great plague the black death and how people were going crazy out of fear out of corpses and it's very difficult to say who was dying of what and the worst in humanity came out as well as the best now it is just a page in history all everybody individual souls those who embraced death those who suffered through that moment those who helped each other those who tried to deceive each other they all have moved forward nations have moved for, moved forward civilizations have moved forward so the march of time is always forward and the forward is always a shade better because something we learn so when we contemplate the endlessness of time and the boundlessness of space this itself frees us and when we think about the divine contemplate the divine who is beyond all this and holds time within his uh, vast consciousness and space within his boundless heart then we are freed that's why the vision of the gita on the battlefield of kurukshetra chapter 11 that is so liberating why do men flee from these boons as though they fear them it is a paradox now we are afraid of a little virus and people were afraid of divine the word divine you see we look all around and even now there are many people who are afraid of using the word when the mother was starting auroville then uh, some people had a problem by using the about using the word divine so the mother says to those who are afraid of using the word divine we can use the word perfection he is the perfection that we want the bliss that we seek the supreme peace that we are looking for all our life the wisdom that transcends all human knowledge the grace that holds us close safe carries us through the journey of life the love for which we are at thirst and which we never find in all human and other relations so but men fear it so she is wondering divine is wondering why are men afraid of seeking the divine as if divine was an object to be afraid what a strange thing is ignorance that source of all suffering see in savitri we have that line wherever ignorance there ignorance is there there is pain so the pain is uh, man loves the ignorance fathering his pain there is another line so this ignorance what is this ignorance not knowing our true nature not knowing our soul not knowing the divine not knowing what lies beyond the little arc of our mental vision mental understanding mental analysis mental thought this is ignorance it is ignorance not to know the many many layered world this wonderful creation where many forces are at play all this is ignorance and we seem to love our limits our comfort zone until we are shaken up what is strange thing is ignorance that source of all suffering how miserable that obscurity which keeps men away from the very thing which would bring them happiness and subjects them to this painful school of ordinary existence fashioned entirely from struggle and suffering so now there are different ways of looking at the human condition people thinks life is miserable because someone is poor people think life is miserable because well one has not found happiness within the um, you know family circumstances people think somebody's life is uh, miserable because somebody is not getting their due in in their place of work 
people think life is miserable because uh, people are not able to satisfy their desire and fulfill their ambitions people think life is miserable for 100 reasons for a disease for even you know when they die but actually the real misery of life is so universal and that misery has little to do with our outer acquisition this misery is to live in ignorance to live with that obscurity which keeps us away from the very thing which will give us happiness so she is contemplating human life and showing us again a mirror what is strange thing is ignorance that source of all suffering how miserable that obscurity which keeps men away from the very thing which would give them which would bring them happiness and since we keep away from that now she reverses the cause and effect therefore suffering comes suffering comes to push us out of our comfort zone as she says pleasure is a deceptive thing but pain pain is often god sent it is it's not that we should think that god wants us to grow through pain not at all but pain helps us pain is the dread teacher as shubindu reminds us in savitri therefore there arose the need of pain because we were living in a state of inertia in a state of uh, dull without much feeling therefore pain comes to shake us up and to push us out of our comfort zones into the vast the limitless expanse into the freedom of the infinite so she says how miserable is this obscurity which keeps us human beings from the very thing which would bring them happiness and subjects them to this painful school of ordinary existence fashioned entirely from struggle and suffering if you really look at our life from birth to death life is a dangerous thing as she says the brave go through it without fear the prudent take precautions the cowardly are afraid if you look at even the germs we are surrounded by possibility of diseases we are surrounded by various kind of dangers and from beginning till end there are various kinds of suffering which pursue us even if for a moment there is a respite still it is there knocking at our door or surrounding us but that's not what we have to uh, if we fight with one another follows us so what is the way out the way is to come out of this ignorance which holds us or ties us down to this ordinary school so if you look at life as a school there are two levels in this school there is the uh, higher secondary up to higher secondary where the teacher is mr death and he's a tough guy he has made all kinds of crude laws uh, it's not a good school you know to subject oneself to that to this kind of a teaching and uh, he's another teacher is suffering another teacher is misery and uh, all these various experiences of life but there is another school and that is the divine school and in the divine school there is freedom there is joy and only thing required in that is trust in the divine and taking refuge in the divine so we have a choice whether to go through the school of suffering and pain and misery or go through the school of the divine which is through the straight sunlit path opening from the depths of the heart towards his vastness and infinity i'll read this prayer again and then we'll stop june 18 1913 to turn towards the 
unite with thee live in thee and for thee is supreme happiness unmixed joy immutable peace it is to breathe infinity to soar in eternity no longer feel one's limits escape from time and space why do men flee from these boons as though they fear them what a strange thing is ignorance that source of all suffering how miserable that obscurity which keeps men away from the very thing which would bring them happiness and subjects them to this painful school of ordinary existence fashioned entirely from struggle and suffering